One of trade, let's give him a strong hand clap. One of trade, let's give him a hand clap. One of trade, amen. We're going to get right into the message. We want to go to the book of Acts. The title of this message will be Endearment with God. Go to the book of Acts, the 28th chapter, Wood. And when you get there, I want you to hold your place. Because that's going to be our starting point tonight. When you get there, please say amen. Wood. Hold your place there in Acts 28, first verse. We're going to go to Proverbs 11:14 to a familiar uh, verse where we, we, we've been reiterating this two or three times here within the last, probably the last four or five weeks. We've been reiterating this particular passage of scripture, Proverbs 11, 14, where it says this, where there is no counsel, the people but fall off. And where are in the multitude of counselors dwell safety. So bad counsel is the same as not having any counsel at all. Because either way you fall, we do agree with that, right? Okay. Good counsel in the multitude of counselors, good counsel brings forth safety. So there's several types of counseling. There is bad counseling, which brings to no avail, causes the people to fall, and then there is the multitude of counselors where it's good counsel, godly counsel, and it puts us in the place of safety. Safety. And I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, I'm at a place in life where I want to be safe. I want to be covered. I want to be protected. This is not a time in my life where I want to come out in the rain, go out in the rain. I want to stay, I want to stay safe with God. You know, I, I really do. I, I can feel God's safety around my soul. I don't know about nobody else. I can't talk about nobody else. It's, it's, it's about me working out my own salvation with trembling and fear. And what I feel is protection from the Lord. And once you begin to feel that spiritual protection from the Lord, then you begin to have a greater reverence to God about what it is that you got with him. What we've got with God is not cheap. It didn't come cheap either. A man had to give his life for it. It didn't come cheap. So I want to thank God for that because I'm going to take you some places tonight in the Word through the Holy Ghost of God. Talking about this council. Let's look at Acts 27 verse 9 through 11. Here's Paul, and Paul is on his way to Rome. His final voyage to Rome, because he's never going to make it anywhere else from there. And he's on his way to Rome at this particular time, and they're on the sea, they're sailing. Talking about council now. Now, look at Acts 27, verse 9, and verse 10 and 11. Are we there in verse 9? Word of the Lord says now. Yeah, remember that word now. When much time was spent, and we have spent a lot of time 
And when selling was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. To admonish someone is to be in disagreement and attempt to lightly correct them on the matter. So Paul saw that, Paul being the, those of us that are restrained by the word of God, the, Paul, the word Paul means to be restrained, and the word of God does restrain us. So during this time in our life, there are times when the sailing, the voyage, the journey, it becomes dangerous. Does anybody feel what I'm saying? Yeah. There are times in this life when life and the void thereof becomes dangerous. Trust me on that. And it's during those times that God tries to warn us in the multitude of counsel dwells safely. For where there is no counsel, the people fall. And he said unto them in verse 10, Sir, I perceive that this voyage, see, some of us are on a dangerous road. And God is trying to talk to us about the situation, okay? He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much death. Not only of the lady and the ship, which is the cargo and the vessel that's carrying the cargo, your soul. But it's also going to be hurt and much damage also to our lives. See, when we live dangerous, there's always somebody else involved that can go down with us, okay? There's more to it than just us. Now, the word of the Lord says, nevertheless, listen here, this is what bad counselor do. Now, he warned them, didn't he? He said, now the same, this voice we're making now, this thing's going to be dangerous. I perceive that it's going to be dangerous because God is already trying to get an indicator that says that along the voyage, there were, it, the, the selling was, had now become dangerous in verse 9. So God always gives us indicators along the way. Now the word of the Lord says in 11 that nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. See, sometimes our own self, see, we think we own this ship. Sometimes our own self will overrule what God is trying to tell us. It'll do that. But that don't change the fact that you're still selling in dangerous times. That don't change the fact that it ain't going to be long before your cargo is going to be damaged and, and much damage is going to come to the vessel that you're in, the ship. And not only that, but you're going to put not only your own life in jeopardy, but you're going to put some other people's life in jeopardy too with your own insanity. Amen. Amen? Are you here? Watch this word. Okay. So, we know the story because we preached on it a while back about how they went on and the, the, the eastern tempestuous wind called the Eurocladon came forth and wrecked the ship. They shipwrecked. Mm -hmm. And they lost all the cargo and everything. Now, let's pick it up with where God wants us to go tonight. Chapter 28 of Acts, verse 1. It shipwrecked. 
And now they were <laughs> on land, and, and, and they got on land by way of the, 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 the parts of wood and the pieces of cargo that had dumped itself into the sea. So they rolled themselves to shore on broken planks and boards and God knows what else that was in that water that came from the breaking up of the ship that they were. Where the Lord says here in Acts 28 verse 1, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. Okay. Now, here it is that when they were escaped, that word escape there means to be saved or rescued. You see, they didn't realize where they were until they were escaped, until they were saved, until they were rescued. Then they looked back out at where God had brought them from, out of that sea. And then they saw that they had arrived at a place of God's endearment to them. Because first of all, they were still alive. But none of them hurt them. They had taken a loss, but they were still alive. And see, that's the way it is with us. See, we don't know just what God has done to us until we come out of that Eurocladon spirit of destruction. And we come into that place of endearment with God, that place of Melita. That's what it's saying here. It says, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. It was, see, you don't know just how gracious God has been to you until you've been rescued and saved out of where you come out of and then you look back at it and you see. See, they look back at that sea that they came out of. And let me tell you something. You talk about uh, 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 Katrina with 30-foot waves. We're talking about 100-footers, 150-footers. We're talking about a raging sea that some people came out of. Eurocladon was one of the most treacherous uh, 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 storms on the sea. And here they were, and they were blessed to come out of that thing, man. I mean, and when they look back at it, from the shores of safety, where God had them in their refuge, and they look back out through there, then they realize that, hey, I know where I am now. I'm on the Isle of Melita. In other words, I'm in that place of where God's endearment is upon my life. And I thank God for that. See, they escaped. They were rescued from the hell that was trying to take them down. Are you with me on the church? The word of the Lord goes on and it says that in verse 2, that and the barbarous people, see there were some people on that place of endearment. There were some people on that island that was called Melita, which is that place of endearment with God that he had when he rescued us. They were barbarous people. But look what they did. They showed us no little kindness. That means they were very cordial toward us. That's what that means. For they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. You see, they took you in. Watch the word of God. Now, these are people that didn't know God. They were barbarous people of a place 
that was of, they were foreigners, okay? They didn't know God, that's why they were foreigners. But they weren't as big as foreigners as they thought they were because God says in Luke 16, 9, go to 16, 9. Now these people took care of Paul and the people that was with Paul. Because Paul was a prisoner at that time. Go to Luke 16. This is why Jesus said what he said. You see, these barbarous people, did they not see the condition that Paul was in and the people that were with Paul and they took him in after rain in the cold? Ain't that what the word said? Didn't, didn't they have kindness with him? Yes. Look what Jesus says in Luke 16 now about folk that don't know God. Look what he said to do with them. Look at the word. He said, I say unto you, are we there? He said, make to yourselves friends of what? Mammons of unrighteousness. See, you need you a little bit of friends that ain't saved sometimes. Like the barbarous people that took care of them. That when ye fail, ain't that what they did? Didn't they fail? And when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Ain't that what they did? Didn't they take them in? Now you understand why Jesus said what he said. Sometimes those that ain't saved will take you in quicker than those that are saved. You hear what I say? Now you better hear what I'm saying to you. Better yet, you better hear what this word is saying. The word here says that they took them in. Now Romans 13, 8. Go there. Remember I told you that these people were foreigners? And then I came back and I said, but were they? Are they? Were they foreigners? Did they, are, are, is, it, is it really that they didn't know God? Because did they not show loving kindness toward them, even though they didn't serve the same God? But look what the word of the Lord says. The word of the Lord tells us in Romans, what is it, 13 8. What does it say? Oh, no man, nothing. But whatever did it say? Because whosoever loveth another has fulfilled what? There it is. There it is. In other words, it ain't about what you say out your mouth. It's about what you do out of your heart that makes you a part of the church. Because there's a whole lot of people running around hollering, thank you, Jesus, and speaking in tongues and stuff. But yet, when you're shipwrecked, they'll kill you and throw you back out in the, in, 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 in the Uraqua dome. Y'all hear me now? But here these people are. They took them in and showed them much kindness. Why? Because they saw the condition that they were in. They were in the rain and they were in the cold. And they just come out of a hellhole. And they knew it. They took him in. Did they fulfill the law? According to the word? Were they saved? According to the word? Whosoever fulfilled the law? I'm going to tell you what the word is saying now. You ain't got to think on that. That's plain to go, but going up in here. You don't have to think on that. The word is the word. It's like whosoever loveth one another has fulfilled the whole law. That's not negotiable. That don't have to be thought about. All it has to be is receive. See, a lot of us, we think we got to go through our the theological seminar, and, and that's what keeps us from understanding the simplicity of what God is trying to tell us. 
Because first thing we do, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. But ain't no yeah, but that. It simply says what it says, and it meant just what it said, church. And that's it. That's it. That's why Jesus said what he said. Just everybody say, Lord, Lord, and we ain't going to enter in. It's about what's coming out of here, people. It's about your commitment, your faith, your love toward one another, your realness toward God, your sacrifice. It's about all of that. See, when you truly say it, you got those, all of those qualities coming into play. If you truly say it. I say if you truly say it. All of those sacrifices come into play because you see, you put self aside to do what God wants to do. And guess what? You enjoy it. Because you know that God gives you the benefit of the blessing when it comes from it. And he'll do that. He really will do just that. So God's word says in verse 3 that, and when, I mean Acts 28 verse 3, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Oh boy, now here we go. But did he grab up a bundle of sticks, right? That's them dry places. That bundle of sticks means that it was dissipated, meaning that it was extremely dry. You see, in dry, every, all of us got some dry places down. You understand? Now once God rescues us, once God saves us, we're looking for the waters to flow. We're looking for the witness of the flow of God's spirit. But we got these dry places inside of us. We've got what we call these places of rubbish. That's what he was picking up. He was picking up the bones of sticks, rubbish. Things that they weren't on the tree no more. They were dead. You got some dead things in you that need to be gathered up that ain't producing nothing? Well, that's what he was doing. That's what those of us who are restrained by the word of God, and once we are saved and rescued, we realize that we've been brought in after cold and after rain, and there's this fight. Because now we are in the endearment, the place of endearment with God. So there's a fire, but the fire has to have some fuel on it. So here Paul goes out, and he begins to gather up some things that are dry, that are no good, you see. Let me tell you something, church. Anytime, you know them dry things, those unproductive things in your life? You know what I'm talking about. Everybody got some. Guess what? Every time you go and start collecting, did you not know that you disturbed some things? You see, chances are, when you go out there and you pick up some, a bundle of twigs, you're going to mess around and disturb the snake that's up in there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah? Huh? Now, what, what, what happens now? Now, he goes and picks this, pick these dry twigs up, this bundle of sticks, this, these things that don't have no use except for being put in the fire and allowing God to burn up. Because they're, no, they're not productive. They're not doing anything. And, and, and you, it's called a stronghold. And that's where the demon lies, in the stronghold. 
That's where the snake lies in them places in us that ain't producing nothing. That's where the serpent lies. Now, as long as you don't bother, it's just nothing there. But Paul disturbed it. When he picked it up and he got ready to throw it in the fire, it realized, I ain't going out like this. See, them things that, 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 you know why people don't produce no further in the kingdom of God? Because of that bundle of sticks. When they go to throw it in the fire, they don't know how to shake that demon off that latches on to your hand, which is your house, and it have you a fool. And you don't even know you're a fool. And can't nobody tell you you crazy. Because you think you're right. You know why? Because you've been shaped it. Do I make sense tonight? Oh, it's a spiritual word now. It's a, it's a, it's a good word now. I mean, God is showing me He's doing There it is. There it is. And guess what? As, as I teach you, He teaches me. See, I got the, the trick to it all is watch you. Don't watch others. Watch yourself. See how crazy you are. See, that's the trick to this whole thing. Forget about somebody else. The Bible, that's why the Bible says, let every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. Work, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Don't be trying to, I'm not trying to persuade nobody to do nothing. By now, if you don't know by now, life will teach you. If you don't know by now. I'm tired of having life teach me about what I ought to already know about. You know what I mean? In other words, if life's going to teach me something, let life teach me something new. Let me not go down the same road and be a fool again. You understand what I'm trying to say up in here tonight? I'm trying to give you a Thanksgiving dinner before Thanksgiving. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. You know trying to give you something to make your dinner better tomorrow when you're sitting down chewing. And then you have room and say, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me out of that sea and rescuing me. And then the snake, see what he does? He fastens onto your hand because, see, you don't want to go. He was all right as long as you wasn't disturbing them dry places. Have you ever noticed as long as you don't tell nobody or try to get nobody to do nothing or straighten up or what, they all right? They're in them black places, aren't they? But just as soon as you put a responsibility on them, that's what makes it break them right there. That right there. That's that serpent. Because see, you done riled that serpent up. And that serpent, what he does is, is when you get ready to get up, that's the same as taking that dry stuff in you and throwing it into the fire because now you're fixing to move. Well, snake ain't going to let that happen. Snake's going to bite you. But if you ain't got the right God in you, right. you're going to die. Amen. But if you got the right God in you, you're going to shake it off. So watch these people. Watch what's happening. Watch what's happening. The word of the Lord says that in verse 4, when the barbarians, when they saw the venomous beast. Now it calls it a beast. You know why it calls it a beast? Because beast represents your affection.
See, it's an affection in you that causes you. It, it's your feelings that kill you. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, now look what they did. They started judging them. They said, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom thou, though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. In other words, they judging him not, see. First they were taking him, but when that snake did it, all they ever knew that they knew they'd seen that snake before because that kind of snake lives on that island. They'd seen some of their relatives and friends and people they know die after that snake bite. They've seen it. So now they don't have nothing to do but think the same thing gonna happen to Paul. So they wait. Oh, he's he gonna die. He's gonna die from this one. He'll not make it back off of this one. But don't hold your breath. Because they're sitting there and they're looking at it, and they even said, vengeance suffers not to live. You see that capital V on vengeance? You see it? It's a capital V in my Bible. I don't know what's in if y'all got the new one, but in mine, that V is capital. Now you go to Romans 12, 19, and you'll see that same V is capital there. And that V says vengeance belongs to God. So that's God. So they were, when they say vengeance, they were talking about God. That's who they were talking about. Romans. What did I say? 12, 19. Is that what I said? Vengeance is the Lord, right? With a capital V, right? The same capital V that's over there in the book of Acts. So that's a correlation to let you know that they were looking to the same God. How were they looking to the same God? Not through their mouth, but through their heart. Whosoever loves one another has fulfilled the whole law. Same God whom you love. Same Christ whom you love. Don't make no difference what language you call it. Same. If you believe, don't matter. Just believe. If you love, there are going to be probably more Christians in heaven who never called out his name by their mouth, but have called it out from their heart. I know what the Bible says, that you've got to confess it with your mouth. But when I express love to you from my mouth, I'm not calling out Christ's name. Because that's what he is, ain't it? You see, I'm just showing you the technicalities of it all that keeps religious people from growing in the grace of God. That's why we can't cross borders. That's why this is a special anointing here where we're crossing borders and people. Most folk can't do it. They stay right there in that little bitty black Baptist church. They don't go no further. They don't learn no more. They ain't trying to. They think they got a Holy Ghost monopoly on God. You heard them. This the Holy Ghost headquarters. You out of your mind. Holy Ghost headquarters. Don't you be so stupid. Oh, please, spare me the rhetoric. So God's word, as they were looking, they were looking 
And they were saying, hey, I'm looking for this fellow to die. But verse 5 says, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. See, that's what God wants to do with us. When we get bit by that serpent, shake him off. And go on about your business and continue to do what's necessary to be done because he's not going to bite you until you pick up and begin to do something and get rid of that dry stuff that's in you that ain't producing nothing. How long are Christian folk going to sit on there behind, like that man said over there at that place, get off your you-know-what? You heard what he said, that preacher. And he was not playing. And I said, God, just say it. Just say it. Go ahead on and say it. Because that's right. Get off your mm. and he burnt, And he said it, too. And he meant it. And it made me feel good because I ain't the only preacher that cussed in the full kid. <laughs> made me feel all right. I said, well, I'm not alone. So, verse 6 says, how be it they look when he should have swollen? <laughs> yeah, they wait on you to swell up. <laughs> you know how the devil is. You ever think he's playing on you there and sitting back waiting on you to swell up? And you just cool. You just cool you just be. Because they don't know you fasting. They don't know. They don't know you don't eat. That kind of diet no more to make you swell up. Get mad and all that. So they were looking for him. Or have fallen down suddenly dead, see. But after they had looked a great while, they looked a while. And y'all know some people have been waiting on us, been looking a long time for us to fall sick. <laughs> How many of y'all know that? Huh? Yeah. How you like me now? Uh-huh. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed. <laughs> Ain't that like Christian folks? They changed their mind and said that he was a what? Now they want to call him a God. Now they want to call him a God. Look at Psalms 118, verse 17. Psalms 118, verse 17. See, they live him to die. But the word of the Lord says in Psalms 118:17 says, I shall not die, but live. Why? To declare <laughs> the works of the Lord. Psalms 118, verse 17. Well, the Lord, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Why? Because God got to work for you. God got to work for you. To declare the works of the Lord. So they can look on all they want to. They're going to be living for a long time. And in the same quarter were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. That's another thing. That's another. In the same quarter, where were they? They were in the endearment with God, the place of endearment with God, right? Okay, so if they are with God, 
If, that means they're close to God. They're in a place where they're close to God. So if you're close to God, you're close to his possessions. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island. Well, who is the chief man of the island? That what that where God goes? Well, who's the chief man now? Jesus Christ. They were with the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius. Publius means popular. Who received us and lodged us three days courteously. In other words, let me break this down. First of all, the chief man of the island being Christ Jesus, a, sim a symbol of Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 3 says that God has given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So they were there with the chief possession of God. See, that's what happens when God saves you, when God rescues you. You have been placed among all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, the chief man's possession of the island, which island was Melita, which means the place of endearment with God. And notice what he did. He received us. Ain't that what he did? Jesus received us and lodged us three days. Days means something that's required. Three means resurrected. In order to receive the possessions of Jesus Christ, you must be resurrected in the spirit. Do you understand the word of God? The spiritual word of God. And it came to pass, and it will, that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a, of a bloody fit. Now hold up. The father. What he's saying here is that there was a problem with the blood. You see, the father of the Christ in you or in you or in me or in you or you or you or anybody else Sometimes the spirit of the Father gets sick in us. It, ain't, it didn't say that. It don't mean that the Father himself is sick, but the one that's supposed to be in you is sick. Why? Because you got a problem with the blood. You see it here. You got a fever and of a bloody fit. Flicks. Got a problem here. When you got a problem with the blood, you don't have a fever. The, the spirit of the Father in you don't have a fever. So that was the problem came up. To whom Paul, which is restrained by the word, entered in. Look what he did. He entered in, entered in to you. And he prayed and laid his hands, which is his power, and he healed him. Okay? You see what happened? The word of God comes in and heals that infirmitized spirit that's in you. And places everything back in check. So the word of God says here that he was healed. Look at 8, let's see, 826. How the Bible says that we don't know what it, the Spirit makes intercessions for us. And it helps us in our infirmities because we don't know ourselves what to pray for, but the Spirit makes intercessions for us. Romans 826. So when Paul came in with the spirit of the word, it began to make some 
intercession in the situation and healing came forth. Church. Romans 8, 26. So verse 9 says, So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. See? Witnessing. Witnessing how you were healed is the greatest anointing that anybody can have. So God teaches us all this stuff to go out and rub shoulders with those that want it. But he said, don't give what's holy to the dog. And some of us got dogs in our family. And we need to turn them loose. Everybody in here got some dogs in their family that they don't even need to fool with. Because we keep trying to drag somebody somewhere that they don't want to go. I cut mine loose a long time ago. I ain't got time for that foolishness. I don't have time for it. They'll kill you. Have you all messed up? You can't, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? Stop trying to do that. That thing don't want to go where you're going. If that thing don't want to go where you're going, leave it alone. Why you keep trying to pull a mule somewhere? If they want to go where you were going, they'd be coming through the door when you come through the door. That's just straight up. But we feel for some crazy reason, we feel that we're obligated to them Yehudas, man. You are not obligated to that. When you are saved, God places you in another family. And Jesus said, if you ain't willing to give up all of your other family, your blood family, for the gospel in my sake, you yourself ain't even worthy of me. That's words, people. That's words. You know why? Because Jesus knew that people were going to have a hard time giving up their mama, giving up their daddy, giving up their children. He knew. He knew. But he still wrote it that if you ain't willing to do it, then you're not worthy. He don't want some. He want all. Amen. And if they ain't going the way you going, then why you going to get in the blessings of God if they don't want the God that you got? Why? When you became God's possession, you became God's blessing. So why you going to give you to something that's not worthy of it? You understand how tight this thing is? We're up in there playing family games with folks. You tell them to go to hell if they don't want to come to heaven. And keep, huh? I said, tell them to go to hell if they don't want to come to heaven. Well, you know, I don't know, no, I don't know nothing. All I'm doing is seeing what you do, and that's all God's seeing too. As long as you handing out something, they there for you. Stop handing. <laughs> I'm just saying, they don't want our God. They don't want our God. They don't. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder for them. So, verse 10 says, Who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, 
They laded us with such things as were necessary. Watch this thing go back to what we talked about the other day. Go back to Exodus 3.21. Now notice now, when they left, look what happened. They laded us with such things as were necessary. In other words, they didn't leave their empty. Right? They left there with what they needed, right? Alright, go to Exodus 3.21. You want to know how much somebody loves you? Come on. You want me to help you? Now let me help you. You come on, you go with me. See, you find out how much they love you. As long as you go on and doing what they want you to do for them, you go. But then, no, you come for a while and do. I've done six months with you doing what you want. Now you come and do six months with me. Amen. There, you'll find out, and then you can make your assessment and your decision, and you can lay down at night and you won't feel guilty about it. Because that's what the devil wants to do, make you feel guilty. Hey, that's, that's what that stinking devil wants to do. And have you pulled on all the time, every which kind of way. Don't you know that the devil ain't, that this whole system out here is designed to pull on us? To keep us from God. Look at Exodus 3.21. What it says. Somebody read it last. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when we go, we shall not go with See that? Same thing he told them. Oh, here and that. He got a track record of giving people what they need when they need it, when they serve them. So the word of the Lord says in this last verse here, because we're going to get out of here. And after three months, we departed in the ship of Alexander, which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor Polos. All right, let's go here. When you go back up here to verse 7, we see three days, right? Three days represents it's required that we be resurrected in the spirit. I told you that because days always mean that something is required. Three is the number of the resurrection. So it's required that we be resurrected in the spirit. But down here in verse 11 it says, after three months, we depart. Three months. The months represents your faith. So after your faith is resurrected. See, you ain't going to do nothing until your faith is resurrected. You'll sit on your tail and won't do nothing until your faith is resurrected and your faith will cause you to move. That's what caused you to move your faith. Because look what was happening until then. And after three months, departed, they departed in a ship, which is a vessel, which is the soul of, to, of Alexandria. Alexandria means protected by God. You see, you see, when you leave, you leave resurrected in the spirit of faith. Therefore, you are protected by God. Do you understand me, church? But until you was resurrected in the faith, look what they were. They were winners in an hour. You don't go nowhere when you're winners. You're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. You see that button? You see it. Do y'all see the difference between the teachings here? Do you understand the difference? It's spiritual. You, you see this thing moves different than what you, you know. 
it's, it's different. It's moving. It's a journey, people. But look, it's a, now, they had been winning in the aisle the whole time until the three months passed, until they were resurrected in the spirit of faith. Right. Faith will cause you to move. You can't stand still on faith. The Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. In order to follow, that means something must not move. And if it's going to follow you, that means you move. A person that's truly saved and on a mission for God, when they move, things happen. No ill man but the back. You can't tell me. All I have to do is the people, and I know who is and who is. You know why? Because these signs follow them. Things happen when believers come together. <laughs> things happen. Don't you ever think things don't happen when believers come together? Because it does. Believe in yourself, too. Because look here. This is the killer right here. Look at this word. It says, y'all see, and after three months, they parted in, the, in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the hour. You know, we done already went through all that. Didn't go nowhere until it was resurrected in the spirit of faith. Whose sign was Castor and Polar. The whole time it was sitting there, it had a sign over it. Called Castor and Polar. And you know what that sign means? Only the Father can help me. <laughs> That's what it means. So people are sitting around and doing that. They got a sign on top of them. Uh, 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 uh. Sister Ron, this guy, only the Father can help me. And they're looking all crazy. The whole time it was sitting there, it was sitting under a sign. They said, only the Father can help me. And, you, and then the preacher said, you think? The big old sign be on top of them. And they be there hollering, amen, amen, and you know they're crazy with that. I'm serious. Sis, I'm telling y'all the truth. And the next thing you know, it won't be long for that world have not there. And they get crazy as a bat. Want to kill everybody. You know? Because instead of them realizing what the situation was, and they had that, all they had to do was look up. See, they never looked up. If they'd have only looked up, they'd have saw what the sign was reading. But they never looked up. They kept their head down with the woe is me. They stopped receiving the word. Then they started to die. get away with a powerful word that we get up in here and thank God ain't going to hold you responsible for it. He going to hold you responsible for it. And I don't care if you can see them, you can think they're doing all right. They, no, they're not. Like I told y'all, God can got a long time. He'll wait you out. He'll wait you out. He'll wait you out. But I'm going to tell you something when God saved you and put an ordination on your life. And you walk away from it, ain't no way in the hell you can be all right. How you gonna be all right? He'll let you go right out through yonder without a lot of death. And then the very one that you need 
When you get laying on your back, they're going to be the ones you need, but your pride is going to keep you from making a call. But you can't call them folks that you've been listening to because they don't know you and they don't care nothing about you. You can't call them in. Matter of fact, you don't even know how to talk. The word of the Lord says that all of my help, Psalms 121, verse 2, all my help, my help, come from the Lord. Psalms 121. What I said that word was? My help come from the Lord. Which you made heaven. And right before that they say, I will lift up my eyes into the hills. See, which come of my help. See, if they would have looked up, they would have saw that the sign said only the Father can help me. But they sat there in their winter season. And they didn't realize springtime was just around the corner. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was look at it. That's tragedy. That's what you call tragedy. You know, that's what you call a tragedy. It could have worked. But you just didn't look up. Why? Because your feelings got too bad. You got caught up in your feelings. The worst thing that we can do, church, is let feelings touch our soul. That'll get you right there. That'll get you. God never, we walk by sight. I mean, we walk, we walk by faith, not by sight. And that sight involves our feelings also. Because feelings have a lot to do with what we see and what we don't see. Feelings can put blinders on us. Yeah. But feelings can also open our minds up if we're feeling the correct thing. God wants to bless us. God is blessing us. God will continue to bless us. And God has some enormous things going on right now. And it ain't going to be long for the Lord show you just how powerful he really is. But you know what? He's only going to show it to those that's worthy. Those that's really got a heart for God. See, God got a way of holding it back. Because he don't want nobody to have a part of that special thing he got for us except those that are worthy for us. The only one. The only one. That's why I don't run for it no more. I quit that. Preachers told me a long time ago, when they leave, we don't run at them. They used to tell me that. I didn't understand it then because I wasn't in their shoes. But I understand it now. I understand it now. I do now. See, I got too many people up here that God wants us to take care of. Out of a thousand... Solomon said, out of a thousand men, I found one. And then he went and said, out of a thousand women, I found one. But here's a man that was married to a thousand men. Can you imagine that? Can you? 
One run me crazy sometimes. Can you imagine a thousand of y'all? Oh my God from heaven. What did I do to myself? Give me the gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because anybody that's crazy, and, and, and at the end now, Solomon went crazy with the wind. He did. He had, yes, he did too. Right at the end, he went crazy. He went up in that temple. He's up in there. He's trying to satisfy all them women. And them women from, from all kind of gods and stuff. And he had all kind of gods worshiping them up inside the temple to satisfy the women. Y'all don't get mad at me. I'll just tell you what the book says. So, I think that one woman is enough for any man. I tried five one time and I went crazy. I said, I never do that no more. All them things get out of whack at one time, boy. You got a problem on your hands. Mm. And then they'll go to ganging up on you. They'll go to making calls to each other. Yeah, let's get it. And next thing you know, you ganged up on. Now, now, now all them done became friends. And now that, yeah, we're going to get him. So either way, you're going to lose. Either way, you're going to lose. But you might well lose with the one you got. Because if you lose with the one you got, you're going to win. You're going to win. Ain't that right, You're going to win. You're going to win. Because at least that place, you'll have a place to stay. They'll cook, you know, you'll be all right. Head hurt, they'll pray for you. Head will stop hurting. But now, if somebody's mad at you, then who's going to pray for you? So God, be, to him be the glory, right? God is good to us. And you know what? We ought to be happy. We're going to leave here happy in the Lord. And we're going to leave here thankful that God has allowed us to see another Thanksgiving, you know. And when you go home, remind the people that didn't make it, remind your spouses or whoever how good God's been. Remind them how good God's been, you know. He's better than anything that we could have done anywhere else. God is better than all of that. See, God will make us happy. God will make us happy when everything else or fall on us and make us sad. So me for one, I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful to the congregation. And y'all just keep the faith and keep on being blessed by God. Y'all stand and give God a hand.